You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church, Westwood, in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. There's nobody like him. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to the book of Philippians, chapter 1. When you find it, if you don't mind standing in honor of God's word. And can we thank God for this mass choir? Amen. Give God praise for our choir, y'all. Amen. Philippians chapter 1. And I want us to consider several verses in chapter 1 of Philippians, but particularly we're going to read uh, verses 19 uh, through 21. Philippians 1, verse 19 through 21. I'm reading from the NIV. Verse 19 says, For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Verse 20 says, For I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Verse 21 says, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. The word of God for the people of God. For the next few moments, I want to speak to our hearts from the subject, victory through everything. Victory through everything. Let the church say amen. The word victory. I got a witness in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Help me say victory through everything. Hallelujah. The word victory means to win. Child of God, the Lord wants us to walk in victory in this life no matter the situation that you may find yourself in right now God wants you God wants me to have a victorious outlook God wants the church to walk in victory when life throws a curveball how many of you know life will throw you a curveball every now and then we should maintain a victorious mindset Victory mentality is a result of faith in God. And in the church, there should be a spirit of faith convincing us that we can thrive and have victory during every difficult circumstance. So here it is, the apostolic servant of God is writing from a jail cell in Rome. He was in a difficult circumstance. Yes, he is thriving 
with a victorious confession. In these few verses, we get a glimpse of how to walk in victory regardless of the circumstance that we might find ourselves in. God is calling us to have victory through everything. It's right here in the text. I just want us to walk through uh, these few verses here and see what the Lord might say to us here on this morning. Because the truth of the matter is, each of us in this room either have gone through something, is in the midst of something, or is about to go through something. And I want us to know this morning that regardless of what we face in life, regardless of what's around the corner with our names on it, that God has given us what we need to have victory through everything. And I like what he said here. He says that I know that I will be delivered. That's good news right there. That no matter what we face, if we can just look beyond what we're going through and say, after a while, we will be delivered. Hallelujah. The text is clear. We are victorious when we pull on our spiritual resources. Notice what it says here in verse, I believe that's verse 19. Uh, stick with me here in your Bible. Philippians 1 and 19. Look at what the apostle says. He says here, he says, I know, verse 19 says, I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and through the supply of the Spirit, helping me to understand that if we are to have a victorious, if we are to be victorious, we are victorious when we pull on our spiritual resources. We got to learn to pull on the things that God has provided for us. Paul informs us here in the text that through spiritual resources, we can have victory regardless of what happens to us. He told them uh, to live like Christians no matter what they experience. So matter, no matter what you experience, no matter what you're going through, God is still calling us to live and walk in the Spirit. But notice he says in verse 27, y'all, he says, whatever happens, in order to walk in victory, no matter what happens, God wants us to pull on our spiritual resources. Whether you realize it or not, you have some spiritual resources. There's some things that God has made available to each of us, and the Lord wants us to pull on our spiritual resources. I want to tap into some of the creative minds here. I was dealing with that word pull, and the fathers I got with it, I was trying to create an acronym, and I got the P and the U, power unlimited. Now, y'all going to have to help me with the other two L's, okay? I want you to be thinking about that because God wants us to pull on our spiritual resources because when we do pull on our spiritual resources, God has made available to us power unlimited. Amen. We got to pull on our spiritual resources. We got to pull on the resources of the Word of God because the Word of God teaches us how to live. If you're not spending time in God's Word, uh, then you're missing out on the basic resource that God has made available for the children of God to live by faith in this tough world. The Word of God tells us how to live, the Word of God tells us to pray for our enemies. The Word of God tells us to trust God in all things. The Word of God tells us to treat people right. The Word of God teaches us not to be selfish. 
The word of God tells us, don't lie, don't steal, honor your father and mother, worship in spirit and truth. You can't, we can't spend all of our time on social media and television and podcasts and video games, listening to all kinds of stuff from all kinds of people and think we're going to find out what God wants us to have. We got to get in the word of God. Help me say amen, somebody. God's word gives us what we need, and we have to spend time in God's word. That's Christianity 101. Read the Bible. Amen. The word, word of God tells us who we are. And we need to know the word, and we need to know what the word says about us. Now, people have opinions, but God's word has the truth. Uh, people have opinions about this and that and the other and everything else. And if you spend time listening to everything else and not listening to the word of God, it will mess up your mentality. But if you want to, if we're going to have a victory mentality, then we got to find out what God's word says about us. The word of God says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The word of God says that we are treasures in Christ. The Bible says that we are his sheep of his pasture. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We have victory by standing on and speaking God's word. We got to pull on the resources that God has made available to us. We got to pull on the resource of the Holy Spirit. God is in us. God is in you. The scripture says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Let's go over to Romans chapter 8. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. I want us to see the great resource uh, that we have. If we're going to walk in victory. We've got to pull on the resource of the Holy Spirit. Look at Romans chapter 8. Look at verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells where? Come on, use your outside voice, y'all. Dwells where? He who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that who, who, who dwells where? In you. Tap your shoulder and say, the spirit lives in me. You see, we have to learn to pull on the resource of the Holy Spirit. Do you realize that God's power, what does the text say? The same spirit, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead. Now, that's some power right there. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's some power. That you have resurrection power in you. Let's go over to uh, Galatians 2 and 20. Let's look at Galatians 2 and 20. It's the resource of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 2 and 20. Notice what it says. I have been crucified with Christ. No longer I who live, but Christ where? Lives in me. Tap that shoulder again and say, Christ lives in me. Amen. Now let's go over to Colossians chapter 1. I don't hear any pages turning. You got a Bible app? I need to hear some. When we say turn, I, I want to hear some pages turning. Amen. 
All these phones. Hold your phone. Bible app. Lord have mercy. Everybody got a Bible app. <laughs> well, I'm going to let y'all hear my page. Colossians chapter 1. Now notice what Colossians 1 verse 27 said. Colossians 1 27 said, uh, To them God will to make known the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. And the mystery is this. Christ where? In you. And so if we're going to walk in victory, we have to pull on the resource of the Holy Spirit. That no matter what you face in life, you are empowered by God's Spirit. That the Spirit of God lives in you. The Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The Spirit that is, who is the hope of glory, living in us. Christ lives in us. Don't you realize that if we have that kind of power on the inside of us, then we ought to act like it? Amen, somebody. That means that we have to act like we know that we have the victory because God has given us a great resource. When we came to faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit decided to live in us. And the text says, through the supply of the Spirit. It says, through the supply of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us the supply that we need to walk in victory called the fruit of the Spirit. That no matter what we face or what you're going through in life, that we have joy, we have love, we have peace, we have goodness, the fruit of the Spirit. In the midst of trying times, you can have love. In the midst of difficult times, still can have self-control. And church, let me help us today. Let us not allow the world to steal what God has given us. Because if you're going through something today, I want you to know that you have a supply of the Spirit and that you're able to pull on that supply right now. Don't allow anything, any trouble to cause us or to cause you to forget what God has given you. You have the supply of faith. You have the supply of joy. You have the supply of praise. And we have to act like we have a supply that will never run dry. You have, we have everything that we need in us right now by the power of the Spirit. It's not our strength, but it is God's power. We are overcomers because the Holy Spirit has decided to live in us. Christ has decided to dwell in us. And we have victory because of the supply of the Spirit. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. The devil didn't give it and the devil can't take it away. We have the supply of the Spirit the church say amen so we have to pull on the supply the resource of the word of God the resource of the Holy Spirit but guess what church we have to pull on a resource of prayer partners notice the text is right here in the text he says that I know that this will work out for my deliverance through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit and it is here in the text that Paul says I know that I have Spirit, uh, but I need your prayers. Prayer is the connection, the natural connecting with the supernatural. Prayer is the finite connecting with the infinite. Prayer is the weak grabbing hold of the strong. Prayer is appealing to a higher court. Prayer is calling for help 
and help coming at the nick of time. Prayer is the little brother being in trouble and calling on the big brother and the uncle and the big brother and the uncle step in and fights his battle. Prayer is the opportunity to partner with God. He said, your prayers. And this helps me to know that we need prayer partners. I don't care how strong, how Holy Ghost feel we are. Uh, you need a prayer partner. And I'm thankful that I can go to God for myself and by myself. But I'm shouting happy uh, that my wife is my prayer partner. Amen, somebody. I'm glad uh, that when I can't pray for myself, uh, she's praying for me. He says that, he says that I know that this will work out for my deliverance through your prayers and the supply of the Spirit. Somebody near you is going through something right now. And I want you to know, church, that they need your prayers. And the question is, uh, can you be counted on to be a faithful prayer partner? I don't know how you feel about it, but I want people around me who I can count on to pray. I know who I can count on to complain and criticize, and you know them too. But we need individuals around us who you can count on to pray for you. Amen. We have to learn to be a prayer partner who can be counted on. You're going through something, you need a prayer partner. Maybe it's the person near you. As a matter of fact, maybe that one near you is going through something right now. And if you are, if, if you are filled with the Spirit and you know the power of prayer, why don't you just whisper to them, you can count on me to pray for you. Don't have to know what they're going through. Don't have to know what they're facing. But if you can be counted on to call on the name of the Lord for somebody else, give God praise right now. Give him glory right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, we need prayer partners. As a matter of fact, that's how we made it. That's how you made it this far. Somebody prayed for you. Uh, whether it was a mother or grandmother, somebody prayed for you. Somebody called upon the name of the Lord for you. Somebody whispered your name in their prayer closet. You couldn't pray for yourself. You didn't know what to pray. You didn't know what you were doing. But somebody was calling on the name of the Lord and had you on their mind. That's why I thank God this morning for those who have gone ahead and prayed for me. Because in some way, God is blessing me now because they prayed for me then. And I declare in the name of Jesus that no matter what you're going through, if you link up with somebody who knows how to pray, God can bring you out. Oh, come on, somebody. Help me give God glory this morning. If you can find you a good prayer partner, I just believe that God can make a way even when there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. There's power in prayer. What a mighty God we serve. So let us commit to pray for one another. Let's commit to be prayer partners. How many of you have a prayer partner? Thank you, Jesus. How many of you have more than one prayer partner? How many have a prayer partner that's near you right now? Well, y'all doing good today. How many, of you, how many of you believe that if you pray for your prayer partner now, God will make a way for them right now? Join hands with that person that's near you. 
we're going to insert this in the sermon. And I want you to whisper a prayer for them now in the name of Jesus. They don't have to hear what you say, but talk to the Lord for them right now. Find your prayer partner just for a moment. Choir, pray for each other. Father, in the name of Jesus, talk to the Lord for your prayer partner right now. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We give your name glory. Thank you, Jesus. They're going through something right now or about to go through something in a few days. Whisper a prayer for them now. Give God praise, church. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give God glory in here in this house. I said give him praise. If you really know that he's a prayer answering God, give God praise here. Thank you, Jesus. We got to pull on the resource of prayer in order to be delivered and walk in victory. And lastly, we are victorious when we keep the right perspective. I know I'm right about it because Paul's problems were serious. Imprisonment, trials for his life, persecutions nearly everywhere that God sent him. But notice what he says here in verse 21. He says, to live is Christ. And then at the same time, he knew that he might die. And he said, but to die is gain. Regardless of what happens to me, Paul concluded that I have victory in Christ. In essence, he's saying that no matter what I win, and that's a mighty good perspective, regardless of how things would turn out, he's saying that I have the victory because of Christ and not me. Doesn't matter how it looks. God has my life in his hand. The fight is fixed. The victory is mine. The battle is the Lord's. And what an amazing perspective to have. Is that your perspective today? Don't lose um, your perspective on victory by allowing too many obstacles around you to cause you to not see what God has given us in Jesus Christ. Because at the end of the day, your destiny is not defined by your current dilemma. At the end of the day, your purpose is not predicted on your problems. At the end of the day, your life is more meaningful than your mistakes because God can use everybody's life and get glory out of that life no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. God is able. We got to have the right perspective. Amen. Reminded of a woman by the name of Clara Curran. How many of you remember Sister Clara Curran around here? She was diagnosed with cancer, but she lived for decades walking in victory and healing, proclaiming that she's healed and whole and showing us how to, how to be an overcomer regardless of what she went through. Her life impacted 
hundreds of people before she went home to be with the Lord. Why? Because she had the right perspective. She showed us that even if you die from a difficult circumstance, you can thrive and have victory by standing on the word of God. Church, your perspective makes all the difference. Amen. She didn't see herself as losing. She saw herself as living. In order to have the right perspective, and I see it here in the text, we have to renew our minds and have a clear view of Christ's sufferings. We got to have a clear view of what Jesus did for us. And church Christians, all of us have to have a clear view on Christ's sufferings. And in view of Christ's sufferings, we will have a different perspective. He suffered that we might have the victory. And when we suffer, we gain strength from his sufferings and we gain faith to walk through anything that we might be going through. I have the victory because he went ahead and made a way for me. Amen. The story of a man who was driving with his mother and I believe they were on their way out of town to Chicago and they saw a sign that there was a toll road coming and there would be uh, a fee when they got to the toll gate. They got to the, the sign and the second sign it says $1.25 fee, pay it at the toll gate. And as they approached the toll gate, there was a man at the gate, a representative, telling them to come on through, beckoning them to come on through. Don't stop. He said, you see here, mama, these folks trying to get me to come through this gate. And as soon as I go through the gate, uh, the highway patrol standing right over on the other side, going to arrest me, give me a ticket or something. So he got up to the gate, stopped at the gate. The man said, didn't you see me telling you to come on through the gate? He said, yeah, I saw you telling me to come on through the gate, but I saw the sign that said I need to stop and pay before I made it through the gate. And he said, the person in front of you must like you or know you because they already paid your fee so you can go on through the gate. What am I saying here? I have victory today because he was wounded for my transgression. I have victory today because he was bruised for my iniquity. I have victory today because the chastisement of my peace was on him. I have victory today because he gave his hands to the nails. I have victory right now because he gave his feet to the spike. I give God the glory right now because I have victory because somebody went ahead of me and paid a price. Is there anybody here that just want to give him glory that he's already made? A way for you. Amen. And this is what God, this is what God is asking us to do as we walk in victory. That we have a clear view of what Jesus did for us on Calvary. Thank you, Lord God. That's why I got to give him praise. I got to give him glory. Because as I pull on the resource of the Spirit, I thank God here today that the Holy Ghost gives me everything that I need. And as I pull on the resource of the Word of God, 
I can stand on what the Bible says. The Bible says that by his stripes I'm already healed. The Bible says that I have victory in Jesus' name. The Bible lets me know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The word of God is everything that I need to stand on. And as I pull on the resource of the spirit, I can walk in victory. And as I pull on the resource of the word of God, I can stand up tall. And as I pull on the resource of a prayer partner, I understand that no matter what's happening around me, I can keep my head up. I can keep my hands up, giving God the glory. And as I change my perspective and draw a line from me all the way to Calvary, that he stretched wide just for me, I understand that everything is going to be all right. That's why I got a praise in my heart. That's why I got a clap in my hand. That's why I got some dancing in my feet. Because Jesus has made a way for me to walk in victory. Is there anybody else here that just want to tell him, thank you for what he's already done for you? Oh, come on, give God praise in this house. Give him glory. He's worthy to be praised. Church, we got the victory. And God gives us victory through everything. No matter what we face or go through, we have the victory. Amen. Give him praise, church. Give God glory here in his house. Oh, he's worthy to be praised. Stand to your feet with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and praise you for victory in this house. Thank you, Lord God, that even now, by the power of your spirit, you're moving mightily as only you can. Thank you, Lord God, for healing and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, that we pull on a supply of your word. We know that. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.